Welcome to the Empowered Spirit Show. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. I'll explore the connection to the human spirit in a way that helps to navigate your life, including crisis. I am passionate about helping you to open up to your intuition and the metaphysical world of spirit to find your confidence and your own inner guidance. Take a pause, be inspired, learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast, located in Homewood, Alabama. Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online at ForecastSalon.com. As this podcast goes to air, we are in the new moon phase with the waxing of the Leo light. The Lion's Gate portal opened this week with the energy building to its maximum intensity on August 8th. This portal opens every year when the sun in Leo, the star Cirrus, Orion's belt, and the earth all line up. It's a powerful portal of energy, which is very potent for manifesting. 8-8 has great significance in numerology and in astrology, as it stands out most in terms of the houses and the signs of the zodiac. The 8th house and the 8th sign of the zodiac belong to Scorpio, so astrologically, 8 has connections to power, transformation, energy, passion, and sexuality, all Scorpio themes. 8 also corresponds to the strength card in the Empowered Spirit Tarot deck. This card features a woman calmly interacting with a lion with an infinity symbol above her head. Thus, the number eight also has esoteric symbolism connected to the strength and to the lion, all of which is part of this Leo energy and the lion's gate. So lots of potent energy coming in, lots of downloads being felt and activated. It is a time to allow your energy to build, to shift, and to shine. The energy of the lion is about courage, grace, being proud of who you are. So notice your frequency, your radiance. Examine how you're currently exerting your power and consider the type of power you'd like to yield into the future. So let this be an opportunity to start manifesting exactly what it is that you want to call in. Don't act rash or focus on short-term gains, but really focus on the long-term vision. Use your energy wisely and trust that growth is in store, preparing you for what is coming. Lift your vibration through this rich energy of your soul, your connection to Mother Earth, the moon, and the cosmos. Allow for joy and fun and especially creativity, the subject On the podcast today, Succulent Creativity. Notice the practice that has been working for you. Notice the strength of your own intuition and what you need to do energetically to align with your life's purpose. Know the purpose of your soul. Take the time to nourish your inner self, your light, your radiance. Consciousness is shifting. And this is the rhythm of where we are right now. New phases, summer growth, Develop your faith, your life, and the ability to feel the abundance all around you. Knowing your energy, your truth, your voice, your spirit is so valuable at this time. 
Rides being Reiki, Intuition, Tarot, EFT, and Stones and Crystals. All of these rites I bring in through my Akashic readings. Finding ways to tend to the struggles of your life with these tools can help you add amusement, joy, and inspiration to your day and free you from all the stress that is going on in the world around you. All of these cosmic forces and energy alignments I talk about on my Energy Focus for the Week, which you can find live on Sunday nights on Instagram and Facebook. We talk about what's going on, we align our energy, set intentions for the week, and I pull the Empowered Spirit Tarot cards for guidance. Join me or catch the replay. As we move through these cosmic transitions, now is the time to clean up your energy with an energy medicine session. I do these through the Akashic readings. Schedule one in person or online. When you work with the energy body, it helps to release the old patterns and all that old stuff. Links will be in the show notes. When you start going within and connecting to your soul and your spirit, you will find your answers. If you're a strong, passionate person who's ready to take charge of your life and let go of the stories running around inside of your head, let's talk. Let's talk about my Empowered Spirit private mentoring program. Warning, yes, this work will change your life. It can seriously improve your body, mind, and spirit. Side effects, yes, you may see yourself or others as they really are. You may experience loss of excess baggage, resulting in major life changes. You may become the person you are really meant to be. My Empowered Spirit programs can help you upgrade your spiritual path. You'll learn lots of energy tools, techniques, ways to center your energy, ways to raise your vibration, and ways to release the energy drains and limiting beliefs that hold you back. Now is a great time to jumpstart your spiritual practice, schedule a spiritual upgrade, breakthrough call with me, and let's talk about how these programs can help you. In today's episode, I speak with Sark, Susan Ariel Rainbow Kennedy, about her work and the 25th anniversary of her book, Succulent Wild Woman. Summer is the season for the wild woman to come forward. So what a great conversation for this season, especially adding in the idea of succulents. We talk about what succulents means, creativity, alchemy, the shadow side, permission to be, All women, including non-binary, gender-fluid, and transgender people of all ages, and the importance of sharing your story, all parts of your story, for greater healing. Before we begin, let's take a moment to pause, to center our energy, and set an intention for where you are right now. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes. Taking a big, deep inhale all the way up the body. And exhale, sending that breath all the way back down. Slowing down, centering. Inhaling, bringing the breath up the body. And exhale, bringing that breath all the way back down. Taking another deep inhale as you call in your energy. Call in your spirit. Feel this energy coming in all around you. Exhale, sending the breath all the way back down. Aligning 
slowing down. Inhale, coming into the heart. As you exhale, presence and energy deep into your heart, right into the deepest part. Feel that connection with your spirit and the greater spirit. Know that you are known. Know that you are loved as you feel all this energy surrounding you. Taking a moment as we call in the masters, the teachers, the archangels, the crystal beings, calling in your own spirit guides, feeling all this energy coming in for you as we take this time to present your energy right here in this season of summer. As I teach in the medicine wheel, we find ourselves in the direction of the south, where we look to the beautiful sun that allows us to grow. We bring in the divine feminine to nurture ourselves, bringing in joy and amusement for our path. We call in that wild woman energy as we bring this energy forward, taking a moment and setting an intention for this season and for where you are right now. Calling in the directions to the south, the west, the north, and the east, above you, below you, right in the very center, as you radiate these intentions out from your heart, these elevated emotions, send them all around, expanding, lifting your vibration, your radiance, Taking another deep inhale and exhale, grounding, centering, as we start to bring the awareness back, blinking the eyes open, coming back. So my guest today, Sark, is the author of 18 best-selling books and her artworks, beginning with her iconic How to Be an Artist poster, which has sold millions of copies. She is also an acclaimed teacher and mentor whose courses and guidance have transformed the lives of countless individuals. For 40 years, Sark has been an inspirational leader, community creator, and a laser beam of love. She uplifts others through her writing, art, and mentoring, and helps them share their unique gifts with the world. She empowers people to make their creative dreams real. Sark spends a lot of time productively lounging and knows that play and relaxation create powerful results. She lives and creates joyfully in San Francisco with her beloved partner, David. Today, she's here to talk about her succulent wild woman and its 25th anniversary. So let us welcome Sark to the show. Welcome, Sark. Thank you, Terry. I love the name Empowered Spirit. Of course, you as a magnificent host. 
Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, I met you so long ago. It's so funny to take that trip back in time and think about it and how far I've come and love watching you. And here you are celebrating the 25th anniversary edition of Succulent Wild Woman. How awesome is that? I know. Isn't it fabulous? It is fabulous. And so, you know, we met at Omega Institute. You were doing a great workshop. Was it Thirsty Pens, Juicy Papers? Is that what it's called? Juicy Pens, Thirsty Paper, gifting the, yes, gifting the world with your words and stories and creating the time and energy to actually do it. Yeah. So that was the workshop I was attending. I just published my first article on Reiki in Reiki News Magazine. I'm like, I need to know more. I need to learn how to be more creative. And I remember going to the workshop and we were laughing and laughing. And I remember Carolyn Miss was there at the same time. And I'm thinking, I need to be over there like serious. Who am I to be laughing and having fun? And that was like such an impression for me to realize like, wait a minute, I can be fun and amusing and open up to this creative flow of energy that you bring so well to the world. Yeah, you know, I think serious laughter is a very important thing. Serious laughter. Sure. Yeah. Seriously laughing. Yeah, same idea. I get you now. I got you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's just go back a little bit and just um, kind of wanted to ask you, like, what even inspired you to write a book called Succulent Wild Women? Oh, thank you so much, Terry. Yes. You know, I had published five books before that book. And I had no idea that something was going to happen to me that would change the course of my life, which was walking on a hill in San Francisco, which is where I live. And someone had etched into the cement uh, these words, succulence is powerful. And I jumped on the square and threw my arms in the air and said, I am a succulent wild woman, and I'm going to write all about that. And then I collapsed to the ground in fear because I was convinced I was, I, I felt sure that I wasn't going to be able to do it. I thought, what, you know, how do you write about that? I had significant abuse experiences and I was terrified to write about my intimate life and feel exposed to the world. Um, but I went ahead anyway. And what I learned, especially from the response from the world, was that safety true safety lies, lies in expression, not in repression. So the response was so enthusiastic and so um, completely and utterly loving and welcoming that it gave me the courage to keep writing that way. And I have never stopped. Mm, that is so true. It is so true. Being vulnerable and sharing really opens the heart. It really does. Yeah. I've noticed that for myself. So I love that. And the fact that you were doing it 25 years ago when people weren't talking about this at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so now I think it's so great that you're bringing it back around instead of like, I'm sure you've written others and I love your, you know, eating mangoes naked. And I actually have make your creative dreams real and you have so many, but to bring this back around, how does that feel? Well, it feels incredible. I, I started thinking, I knew that the 25th anniversary was coming and I thought of speaking to the publisher about it. And then right as I was thinking that they were emailing me, asking me if I would do this. Mm. And so it was kind of this marvelous synchronicity and it just felt so important for women, especially now to rise up together. And I think it's important that we say something for people who might not be familiar with the book. Yes. Um, 
I wrote about fat and tyranny of size. I wrote about the terror of cellulite, of chin hair, of vibrators, of feeling like an erotic robot, fears of being too much. I wrote a poem called The Good Girlfriend Must Die, um, The Joys of Traveling Alone, Having Outrageous Adventures, The Necessary Practices of Boundaries, The Importance of Being Crabby, (laughs) Ways to Navigate Money and Power. Um, I wrote another poem called How to Forgive Your Father. Many other, other truths of my life and of women's lives. So I wrote about these so that other women would know they were not the only ones having that these experiences and that our power comes from sharing about them. And like you just said, and feeling seen, known and loved no matter what. Yeah. I so agree. And what a visionary you were so ahead of your time and opening up the door for so many people. And I mean, I know even personally for myself, just to be able to share my stories. And I know there are a few in there inside of me that are still a little hidden. And I know that when the time is right, I will share, but you've allowed that door to be open. You've allowed so many of us now to follow suit. And I love the way that you do it is through your creativity, through your colors, through your art. It just is so beautiful. Oh, thank you so much, Terry. Yeah, it meant the most to me that, I mean, the success of the book was fantastic, of course, and it was optioned as a major motion picture. And, it, you know, almost a million copies were sold and groups of women formed all over the world. All those things were wonderful. But what had inspired me the most was all the women that were inspired to be themselves um, and felt that the book gave them permission to be themselves. And that just meant the absolute most to me and still does. And I just, you know, I hear all the time from women of all ages and it's, it's, it's always touching, but I just, I have an inspiration phone line and I just got a call. uh, I get calls all the time on it. And there was a young woman in her twenties saying, I just found this book at, you know, a friend gave it to me. She wasn't talking about the anniversary edition, but she had found the original book. And she said, I just want you to know that as a woman in my 20s, this is feels like essential reading. And she said, I'm going to share it with my friend group and everyone that I can possibly reach. And, you know, and this is what Maya Angelou said to me. She said, you must serve succulents to all the generations. What does that mean, succulents? Succulent. Well, a succulent is a plant, of course, that, but it nourishes itself. Um, it gives itself nourishment from the outside. It gathers what it needs from the environment and nourishes itself in that way and then shares that nourishment with the world. And in that way is interdependently connected to all things. And so that was my statement that succulent, a succulent wild woman a part of the definition I said was ripe, juicy, whole, round, exuberant, wild, rich, wide, deep, firm, and rare. And by the way, this is um, anyone who identifies as a woman as well. It was so wonderful to update the book and really, um, you know, highlight, you know, transgender people, non-binary, gender fluid, um, anyone identifying as a woman. So in that way, I think that's why people were drawn to those words because they knew uh, you may know that I had also written a book before that called living juicy and living juicy led to succulent wild woman 
because we need and want these kind of lives. We're obviously they. What did I write? I wrote in um, Living Juicy. I said the opposite of Living Juicy is living dry and cracked. Mm. And we get really crabby when we're dry and cracked. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I so agree. And, you know, one of the things I remember, even from that workshop, but from the book too, is like you included all parts. Like you said in that list of words, you didn't just put the pretty parts, right? You included all parts. And I remember too, something too, like even talking about money and wealth consciousness, I think that was the first time I'd ever heard anybody talk about wealth consciousness and talk about even your own story of how you managed to pull yourself up and create that for yourself. And to me, that was like so amazing to hear. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Terry. Yeah. I mean, I had lived outside the money system for a decade on barter and trade. And that was also before anybody was doing that or talking <laughs> about that. Yeah. And, you know, then I started, when I returned to, I, I realized, okay, if I'm not happy with how people are handling their money, if I think, if I'm judging millionaires or billionaires for not spending their money in a way that's good, you know, maybe I better become a conscious millionaire. <laughs> Instead of staying outside of the money system, maybe I better join the money system and change it. Love that. Um, and help change it. So that's what I've done for all these years. And that's what I'm still doing. And, oh, it's just so, it's such a privilege. Um, I'm so glad to be able to have conversations like this one and in workshop and in retreat. And I do some private mentoring too. And it's just um, it, our consciousness. It's, it's such a fantastic thing to have these consciousnesses, isn't it? it? It really is. It really is. And again, I, like it takes me back to being at the Meg. I used to go every year for something. I don't live in New York anymore. I've moved from New York. I came back to Birmingham to help my parents. And it does take me back there. And just thinking about the growth that I've been through and to see these 25 years, it, it's just amazing. And and, you know, now that you talk about what succulent really means, I'm thinking like, wow, I wish I wouldn't have shared that book, but I'm glad I shared it. I'm glad I gave it away. And it was an autographed copy, you know, but I am glad because that is what I do is like helping people to awaken as well. So I am glad that I have shared it. And what do you think? What is your mission now in bringing this back? What is your hopes for that? Oh, thank you so much. Yes. You know, I, I've been writing a lot and speaking and teaching a lot of, on doing what I call blending and alchemizing the terrible and wonderful things into a brand new healing mixture. Um, because of course, there are so many terrible things. And there are so many wonderful things. And, you know, we must live with all the feelings in our emotional families. Um, even, you know, especially despair and frustration and rage and all of those things must be felt and alchemized. And the opportunity is to use the energy instead of just let it, you know, letting it go through you instead of getting stuck. And so I do a lot and I write in the book, um, I call them my miracle methods and it's what I've been doing for the last 25 years. So I've put that into the new book. I've written four brand new chapters, substantial chapters and really great. So my wish is my hope and my intention is that women of all ages read this and feel more empowered and feel their succulence and be able to rise up and do the healing work of this world and for themselves. Yeah. And I love that it's for all ages. I do. 
Yeah, and that you've included the transgender, the gay, the queer. I love all that, that you've opened this up because, yeah, being a woman has so many connotations now and has such deep meanings, especially when we talk about, you know, the divine feminine and the masculine and bringing these forward so we can still have all of that come together in such a bigger way. And I love that mission for sure. Yeah, the poem that I wrote, The Good Girlfriend Must Die, it it really is all-encompassing. It's like the good wife, the good sister, the good mother. Any role that we take on that we think has to be, that we have to be good. And what I mean by that is we need to have our shadow integrated with the light. So I live and teach and practice in what I call the marvelous, messy middle. (laughs) And that's where the best stuff happens. You know, I mean, it's wonderful to be super happy and ecstatic, but we, we can't live, we don't stay there. So I... I really, it's very important to me that that the work shows that that we must live with all of it, and and take the judgment out, <laughs> and, and take yes, and take the judgment out, and give ourselves permission to grow, change, expand, and um, become, you know, the versions of ourselves that 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 are in there. We're all multi-layered, multi-dimensional people. We are all multi-layer, multi-dimensional. I agree. And having both sides and looking at those shadows, I mean, that's where my greatest lessons come from. As much as I don't want to have them come forward, but that is, that's the growth, right? And so we honor that. And I think this book can help so many people to really have a laugh, have an understanding, look at themselves and even creatively, you know, get a colored pencil out, right? It's like, let's just draw it out. Like, I think those so important right now in a world that has gone a little mad to bring this forward at a time where we as women need it, especially when we feel like so many of our rights are being taken away. No, this can empower us to really live that truth of who we are and fight for those rights when we need to and let go when we don't, right? Oh, yes. I mean, and this is why I started um, assembling courses from my books, including this one, so that there's a library of courses now that people can find and take um, with videos by me and in some cases, live classes and substantial material where people can actually live this kind of process. So it's wonderful. And I'm, I'm so glad. um, I'm so glad to be able to do that. Yeah, and for your growth to come forward as well, for sure. So give us a couple of tips on how to open up to that succulence in our lives. The first thing is to become aware that you are already succulent. So, yeah, I think sometimes people aren't aware, like they think, well, that's something else that I have to learn and, you know, practice. And no, it isn't. I mean, you, I mean, yes, there is learning and practice that can be done, but as women, just as we are, we are already succulent. We are all the things, all those words that I read. <laughs> we are ripe and juicy and yeah. whole and round and exuberant to live our lives so that we are living that way. So we take the awareness and we bring it into the world. So what that means is, you know, figure out what your dreams are and start doing them. I mean, you know, the creative expression is the most one of the most powerful forces that any of us has. And it's one of the reasons I put my miracle methods in the book, because I teach people that having your intuition empowered and connected is 
absolutely phenomenal. And it's how I've written all my books and it's how I run my business and it's how I found love in my life. And so just to tell people that you've got this inside of you and most people know they have their intuition, but they're not consulting with it every day about every subject on their uh, in their lives, which they really ought to be. Yeah, I agree. Exactly what I teach. I totally agree. And I still find, and maybe it's because I'm here in the Deep South, but I do, do still find people are afraid of it. They're afraid oh, of going yes. in. They're afraid of, I don't know what they're going to find, or it goes against their religious beliefs. I'm trying to break that down big time here. I really am, because I agree with you, Sark. I really do that we need to trust that and we need to open up right now. We need to do this. Consciousness is shifting and expanding and let's let's go right along with it. Let's expand ourselves too. So I totally agree. Yeah. Yes. And thank you for doing that work. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't been the easiest work. I agree. I admit, I mean, it hasn't, but it is so rewarding that, yeah, this is now my full-time job. It really is. When I Good. left New York, I kind of transitioned. I was a photographer, transitioned right into this full-time here in Birmingham, Alabama. Yes, yeah, so that makes me wow. smile. <laughs> it definitely wow. does. So where would you like to send people to find your book? And when is it actually officially published? It came out um, mid-June, so okay. it's brand new baby. Um, and they can they can go right to my website, planetsark.com, or in ind any independent bookstore. And then, of course any of the online, you know, usual places that you might buy a book. Yeah. Awesome. I'll put that link. And also thank you so much. You're offering our listeners a gift. Sark, your five part vibrant visioning process. Oh yes. Yeah. So I'll put a link to that too. Thank oh, you're you so welcome. It's a full color, fabulous way to get in touch with visioning what you want. And yeah, I think something we all need right now for yeah. sure. It's like a whole new slate is coming in. And I know for a while I sat there going, but I don't see anything. It's just white. But guess what? I get to be the one coloring it in. Yay. Yes. So that'll be very helpful. Yeah, thank you. Oh, yes. So good. So as we go to round out the conversation, I always do like to come back and ask the question, how do you feel that being really succulent can help to empower the spirit right now where we are in humanity? Oh, thank you, Terry. What a beautiful question. I believe and know that when people are, are embodied, succulent human selves, <laughs> when people are doing that kind of work, when people are connected to their intuition, when people are living their gifts that's what changes. That's what heals the world. That's what changes the world. When we can do that blending and alchemizing of the wonderful and terrible things and into a brand new healing mixture, that's the healing mixture that the world is seeking. Yeah, living our gifts. And that is, that really is the healing mixture that we are seeking right now and that the world needs for sure. Yeah. Creativity, opening up to that expression is so powerful. So powerful right now. Yes. Yes, never more powerful. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I love your work. And if I can say, Susan <laughs> Ariel Rainbow Kennedy, thank you so much for all your expressions. And again, for opening up this doorway oh. so many years ago and continuing, continuing to inspire all of us right now. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for your work, Terry. Thank you. Have a great day. You to too. Your spirit. Namaste. Yes, succulence is power. 
True safety lies in expression, not repression. It can be scary to be succulent and not shine your light, but as Sark says, when people are embodied as their succulent self, doing the work, living their gifts, blending and alchemizing the wonderful and terrible things in their lives, you can live empowered and make a difference in the world. Be sure to get your copy of Succulent Wild Woman and be sure to get Sark's gift so that you can start visioning your dreams right now. And if you need help on building your spiritual practice, reach out. I can truly help you with that. And share this episode with someone that needs some inspiration right now. Thanks again for listening. This is your host, Tarian Hyman. To your spirit, namaste. Namaste.